was a um, he was a big figure out here. I can't even say he was soft, you know, but he was never soft. I'm never here to shit on his name in that sense that he's soft and whatnot. But um you know, 161st is a um, spot where 50 got shot at. This is his um, grandma's house and whatnot. And coming up to it, you're right. This is the house you're right, right here. It's not a music beat. This is what people have confused. They think, oh, it's publicity. These niggas is in magazines talking about, oh, no, it's not that. One of the most volatile neighborhoods in America, Jamaica, Queens, is known for its ruthless streets. But alliances made in the street game can become beef. When those that make it out distance themselves with those they leave behind. With a street reputation, Bangle Smurf, whose son's godfather was 50 Cent, acted as 50's friend and confidant. The beef started with my homie Bang Smurf. As you know, he's incarcerated. Smurf was 50's everything. His shooter, his protection, his standby guy. He opened doors for him. Everything. That was his, his heart. While 50 was becoming a superstar, Bangle Smurf was arrested for reckless endangerment and criminal possession of a firearm. So when he got locked up, his bill was $75,000. Now at this point, Get Rich and Die trying did like $8 million. So, you know, 50 had that money to wipe his ass with. So we just keep calling him, keep calling him, and we just getting the same answer. So we like, hold on, this nigga went and did things for you, behind you getting shot. My man was the one that retaliated, you know? You didn't go out and grab your gun. You didn't go and say, oh, these niggas shot me. I'm about to go find them niggas. My nigga was in the car riding around. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas from the hood was riding around to take care of that beef for him. He wasn't grabbing no pistol. I feel he a bitch behind that because how you not gonna send money to somebody that did, you know what I'm saying, took care of your business. That's your business. You got shot twice. Smurf didn't get shot. So finally, we get a Bill Barnes person that says they'll take the house. Smurf's mother's house had to be put up in order to get him out. And 7,500 from his hood niggas. This nigga, I called this nigga when I came out of the town. I'm like, yo, 50, what's good? I mean, I'm like, yo, son, what's good? Why y'all niggas ain't come get me? This nigga, can't, he can't even tell me why. He just started beating. Like, what, nigga? You running around the town, I send you back to the hood to get your mind right. This nigga left me in the hood for four months, nigga. How you gonna send a nigga back to the hood to get his mind right? You know what getting your mind right in the hood is? Yeah, I'm tearing shit up. 50 now, this 50 multi-million dollar character that everybody's thinking he's fame, taking his shirt off, thinking he's cute. But it's not loyalty. You gotta have a cousin. So all that money you got, if you don't got loyalty, that's why I respect you. Oh, certain people. Wrong. You don't that's trust a nigga, certain friend. people you do trust. A nigga like Smurf, like yeah, you know Smurf was loyal to him, you know? Smurf would have laid down his like, life. Oh, no. It turned out to be a bad thing, but Smurf is a loyal person. That's how loyal he is, you know. That's 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 just him, you know, he's too kind-hearted and whatnot. Even when Smurf came out on bail. He still wasn't going at 50's head. He still wasn't yo fuck 50 da da. He was just hurt behind it. He was really hurt. He done slept in 50's house to protect. Him. Laying his life down for this man. Who can't in return at least bail him out. You owe your life to Smurf, actually. You know, so we still wasn't gonna say nothing. Alright, whatever, 50 da da. 
He got on the mixtape. Hey, Smurf, don't think I was eating out there talking about me, you little dirtbag. Where's your teeth for you talking about me? I'm like God to you, niggas. 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 You ain't God, nigga. That's why I dropped what's beef. I ain't gonna fuck by anything else he said, but that what's God shit really touched my heart. Smurf is heated now. It's, it went from being hurt to being mad. And that's when it all flipped. Acting as Smurf's mouthpiece, up and coming rap artist Domination shot back with Can't Teach Me How to Stunt. You ain't letting no cat pill. Fifty lay on the steroids and pro that pills. That shit is over, don't you fun? Ain't no motherfucking G you so your car pull the boot. At Summer Jam 2004, 50 played in his hometown of New York. Bangham Smurf and Domination were in attendance. We went to Summer Jam 20 deep. We went there to just make a statement. We're here. Anywhere you go, you can't escape us. We came out on the stage. We was already here. Fuck G Unit. We were on the left, left side. And 50 stayed on the right side the whole time. He was like trying to ignore us and whatnot. But it just got to him. You know, 50 has an ego. So when something really touches his nerve, he wants to do something to touch in them. He comes over with a bottle of water. Now I'm thinking he gonna throw the whole bottle of water at us and cause some damage. This bitch nigga opens the bottle and throws the water out on us. So Smurf jumps over the barricade. When Smurf jumped over the barricade, security rusted. My homie True that's locked up right now. Grabbed a chair and flung it at the phone. So once one chair flew, you know, 20 chairs flew behind me. Now we threw chairs at the niggas. They ain't throw them back. Nothing. Nothing. Their security guard tried to throw one back, but. that it could end but you know once somebody does something that is so crazy like your killer instinct kicks in 50 fuck you and he know why man because you're not real dude you're not at all man for real it's loyalty and it's betrayal and there's nothing in between and we loved you man real talk niggas loved you niggas loved you I took my guy to the phone booth to use the phone, right? We was at an old Lincoln and shit. I had some food, you know, shit. We pulled over. You know, I'm sipping a little something. So he using the phone. I noticed and he talking to one of his homies now as I pull up the car. So he come back and he come to the car and he was like, yeah, man. And I'm thinking he finna introduce me to his guy or something. So he like, yeah, T-Man, just go and get to him, man. Get him something. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? So I look. The nigga got a big ass, I don't know what the fuck it was, 4-5, some type of big ass strap, man, big ass police looking pistol, you know what I'm saying? Look at, with a, with a, with a straight, evil look in his face, like, man, give me that shit. He's like, what the fuck you got, nigga, woo-woo? Then, then my guy said, man, Twister just came to him, then he said, Twister, he's like, 
the days of squash the beef and became an instant classic. I love that nigga like I love my own brother, you know what I'm saying? And of course, if we can do some music all day long, that's what, that's what we're here for. When you get older, you always look back and be like, man, we were some stupid motherfuckers, man, fighting over that dumb shit. Who can rap better, who can rap faster, that shit young-minded people think about, you know what I'm saying? But once you older, if you make it to get that old, if you get that chance to really reflect back and be like, man, that shit was dumb as fuck. That's all you can do. You live and learn. You make you make a mistake, don't make the same mistake twice, especially if they don't kill took you on tour out there before that so if the, if, if the show started at eight o'clock and y'all going to eight we don't go at nine thirty so we ain't got to come to nine o'clock or eight forty five so that touched them we got to say the fans who they want to come get autographs from us yeah and you know so we give autographs and they, they shut that down like nope uh -huh. We nobody gave us shit like that. Ain't nobody in the motherfucking house bought a ticket to see no Chingy. Instead of waiting for a deal with Nelly, Chingy got his own deal with Ludacris' DTP label, releasing the multi-platinum selling album, Jackpot. Dude, they the win, but now he got his own deal, still was love. Nobody want to kill you so back in, like, I guess I'm I guess my status was growing, you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know if it felt like a threat to him. I don't, I don't know what type of nigga um, with millions of dollars would be tripping off another man coming up trying to make some money to me, dig? We just saw it as people coming into St. Louis trying to take advantage of the shit that we do. People outside of St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Trying to come in, steal bits and pieces just because it's hot right now. They're not really giving a fuck about the artist or the person that's in it. They just come in just trying to steal bits and pieces. It's just him being him and not to want to see nobody do this, anybody come up. Nelly also felt disrespected by Chingy in the press. For him to say that Nelly and St. Louis didn't have no part in him getting a deal. 
It's like saying Run DMC and them ain't got no Uberi no Omega in the deal. Everybody that come out help the next motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And that's all we was trying to say. Like, so we don't sit up here and, and open up magazines and say, well, these niggas ain't had nothing to do with me getting no deal. Nigga, you was on tour with us. We got you on tape with your jersey on backwards, standing on the side of the stage like you want to be a lunatic. I wasn't just an average guy, just out there walking around, just want to be like him, want to be like him, want to be like him, and follow. I'm not a follower. When I was out of town on the road doing our lunatic thing, where you at? You in St. Louis at my house, in my basement. You and my little brother, y'all in there eating my food. I'm, I'm sitting at home, my wife giving you $100 and sending y'all go out of town, sending y'all money and helping y'all. Ali really want to be where he at, and he's not. He sucks, so he feed a lot of bull crap and put it in his mind and have him thinking different things. The beef began to escalate with Nelly on his 2004 album Sweat, released the track Another One, a backhanded form of flattery which was meant to remind the younger artists who came first. Everybody coming to me like, you hear Nelly diss you on the song? And people was telling me about it before the song even came out. I tried to listen to it to get something different from it. To be like, well, and I know it's probably to other people seem like just a couple lines that they may have said, but listen to the song. The song called Ain't Another One. I listened to it a couple times, seeing if I can get something different out of it. But I took it as it was basically a Not shot. To me. They said, I like the way you do that right there. You just remember why you do that right there. That's all I said. I could have said, fuck the way you do that right there. Oh, pussy ass nigga, why you do that right there? That's what I should have said, obviously not. But I didn't. I thought it was bold. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just this big king or something. Like, I, I need to just recognize or something. Nah, little dirty cool. I like the way you do that right there. So I was like, well, that's how he feel. I'm going to say something. You keep talking about me, you're going I, I ain't home, I ain't at home all the time. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with some niggas that know me. When they see you, they gonna wanna know what's up. This shit come down to the streets. If the street we ain't got the streets, you ain't got shit. Where's me worried, man? He didn't start dissing until his record started breaking. Once he threw that Powerball bullshit out there and that shit started tanking his that really field, and that's when uh, he came out with the diss record. When I was in jail, that bullshit. when, uh, what's the name of came to the hood, fool? At the Radio Music Awards in Las Vegas, Chingy approached Nelly to squash the beat. I didn't get nowhere in Vegas. We, when we was talking, we didn't get, it didn't get nowhere because he wanted to be this big boss sitting up there with his cigar and keep telling me I'm not listening to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? At, at this cramp table. The first thing you always say is you want to talk to you uh, by myself, just me and you. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want this around. I don't want that around. I don't want this around, this around. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you, like, yo, don't nobody control me, B. Whatever I can say in front of you, I can say in front of everybody out here because it ain't going to be no contradiction. But you ain't listening to me. But you ain't listening to me. You not listening to me. I said, okay, talk. See, well, first of all, man, you ain't just recognizing me as a man. I said, 
dog. I, I respect everybody. I'm drunk. He drunk. We not getting nowhere. We try to say we both was drunk. Nigga, I don't even drink like that. <laughs> he trying to say we both was drunk. Or whatever. So dude talking. And I'm like, all right, King, that's cool. But Big Bob came and uh, told me you want the house. So I'm like, I don't need nobody to come talk to you for me. He said, damn. Some bullcrap. That whole conversation didn't get nowhere. He was standing right here. He had nothing smart to say. When I see dude, then it's, it's, it ain't no words. Nobody speak. Nigga was humble, head down. Didn't even look me in my eye. Well, if you do speak, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't acknowledge. But it still was so-called cool. So I said, all right, the dirty. We'll holler later about the situation. You know what I'm saying? Let's go gamble. We're going to go for the party. Let's have some fun. I did respect you. I, I used to shout the niggas out in interviews all the time. Like, right on the net and from opening the door. This, this, and that. Nobody recognized that, though. And don't let me forget my homeboys, nigga. Nelly, Kiwan, Murphy, without them opening that door for St. Louis, I probably wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? They, they came through the door, I'm coming through the windows. He, he's playing. He's fishing right now. You know what I'm saying? He got his mama calling up to the radio station. He got his daddy calling all around town. Everybody calling us, telling us to chill the fuck out. But it ain't us who's doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's his son. It's that kid. It's that kid that's doing this. You're looking at a comedian. We saw three faces on Duke. We saw the humble face. We happy to be out here on tour when we first got us. We saw nah, 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 face. I got my deal. Fuck you, niggas. And now we saying, damn, I'm man, I'm fucked up right now, man. I just just in this shit face. Jimmy also challenged Nelly's claim of originating dirt. He didn't start the word dirty. He think he started the word dirty, but he didn't start the word dirty. Shit, my I got cousins and me and everybody ten years ago used to say dirty. Any rap, that's any rap in St. Louis right now on current. And any trace from anybody back from when the St. Louis Chiefs first came out saying the word dirty. Trace them. I bet you don't hear dirty in nobody rap. Nobody. None. He came out first and um, put the loo on the map. We respect him for that. Okay, you did. You know what I'm saying? But you're not finna, don't try to take all credit. Like, you just started everything, and you this big fucking king of St. Louis. It's not. You're not. I came up with the word dirty. St. Louis is repping dirty first. As tension began to heat up on the streets of St. Louis between the Chingy camp and Nelly's dirty ENT camp, Chingy knew there was one man who could reason with both artists. Like, my people is his people. Like, he got a cousin that's like my cousin that be with him all the time. Chingy mentioned him daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I raised Lil' Dukes and he was six. And I talked to him. And you know what I'm saying? And he be like, the H, I'm gonna talk to Lil' Cuz. Man, Lil' Cuz is a grown man. And he a thinking man. He just ain't gonna say no guy that's our. He a thinking man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he'll talk to this man. That's what that shit down and make it a we men. We men. And we gonna make sure we play men. It's over. I give you my word. It's over. It's over. It's over. Bam. It's you wanna over. sit down and have a kumbaya? Although Nelly is resistant to sit down with Chingy, he did call for an end to the beat. If it gets squashed today, whether it gets squashed tomorrow, it'll be squashed. It's squashed. Don't nobody do that. Dirty NT don't move. Uh, you see, don't move. What else do y'all be cool? Everybody chill. We're in the months right now. It's all. We good. We chill. Everybody chill. We good. We chill. He go this way. We go, we go our way.
when a nigga like you can't sleep. Wake up with no appetite and you can't eat. Better look both ways before you walk in the streets. Nigga, that's beef. What's beef? Beef is when a nigga like you can't sleep. Wake up with no appetite and you can't eat. Better look both ways before you walk in the streets. Cause you don't want to bump heads with a nigga like me. Down south, you know. We don't have all the record labels, the Def Jams, the Sony's, the Universals. You know, people in New York, artists that are from the East Coast, I mean, shit, you can just wake up and walk down the street and see Def Jam. Down here, shit, you gotta catch a flight. Right, we got people in the North Philly, they, you know, superior, they intelligent, people in the South are dumb and slow and don't know anything, so, you know, definitely, I mean, people in the South work harder. Even the club truck, I'm three cars behind me, and I don't need no help when I handle my bitch. Yeah, you rap niggas be on my dick more than my bitch. I'm not a cupcake, nigga. I'm hard as a rock. I'm like Pac, I got shot. Then I checked myself out. The doc told me to get rest. But I went to the last. I'm hitting you with an uppercut. You shouldn't have went for this ass. Now my whole state pissed because you don't know who you diss. You diss me, then you diss the whole those artists go through so much down there and most people don't see it unless you're down there and they can't break a record on the radio they have to go to the club and get that record popping in a club and that's almost impossible just imagine going to new york and every club you have to get that record spun i don't think the forefathers of the south definitely don't they don't get the credit they deserve you know what i'm saying for, for what they do period you know I mean, that's just that's life we don't get the same opportunities that other places get, but it ends up being a blessing because we know our business. We know retail because most of the rappers in all record stores. You know what I'm saying? We know I, I'm our own producer, not because I wanted to be a producer, but because I couldn't get no beats from nobody else. As much as they have to work harder to get their fans or, you know, get their record broken, they have so much, they get so much more of the returns because they're independent. While people up north were saying, please listen to my demo, niggas down here were saying, I go on the corner on Boulevard, open the trunk and blast my shit and sell 10,000 units. All the different things that, you know, what I guess would be looked at as things that are um, connected with that adversity, they're actually a blessing to make us strong. You can't eat, better look both ways before you walk in the streets. Nigga, that's beef. What's beef? Beef is when a nigga like you can't sleep. Wake up with no appetite and you can't eat. Better look both ways before you walk in the streets, cause you don't wanna bump heads with a nigga like me. Violence has often been a consequence to settling differences among artists involved with beef. Artists now have to employ measures to secure their safety. Some choose to surround themselves with large entourages, others choose professional security, sometimes employing off-duty and retired police. Others feel it's necessary to carry a weapon and protective armor, and some artists...
doing a great job at the head of the men's field as far as the women's is concerned. Uh, Sarah Hall still in the mix and Olympic, uh, rather marathon debutante Fiona Keith is up there. Emily Sis. Nobody never had tried, nigga. You gotta play it small sometimes. You dig? But the goons is always with me. My niggas is always with me. Sometimes you dig, but the goons is always with me. My niggas is always with me. I ain't hard to find and I ain't hard to touch. Tell me, I'm not the that shit. But at the end of the day, some crazy shit will happen, and you and you'd be happy like yo, thanks to God because if this went happened, this could happen. I think if most guys really thought of that, they didn't think they would be be surrounded by bodyguards and you know 20 homies and so on and so forth a lot of these guys probably wouldn't say the things that they say they would be a little more mindful if they knew that it'd be a one-on-one -on -one situation most of the time i run my shit like them all like i'm the boss straight up clover g bus you see it five it's five under boxes 50 niggas with foley clover chains in america spread it out so, I'ma leave it at that. If you supposed to be so gangster, all this, you don't need no police. Those supposed to be them, 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 uh, them cannons. <laughs> but you know, but the, but the cops ain't gonna do nothing for it. They gonna let you get hurt too. You know, cause the cops, the cops only gonna do a certain thing. The bodyguard has actually caused problems where they're um, too violent, pushing people out of the way, not being respectful to others, and have actually, uh, shall we say, heated a situation that could have been nothing more than just a, a simple walk by of an individual. If you got, if you got some cancer juices down for the team, you ain't got to worry about no police. I don't. Ever since NWA's Fuck the Police and Ice-T's Cop Killer, hip-hop artists have expressed their frustrations with police. Today, hip-hop artists sometimes have to protect themselves, even from those empowered to protect. You know, put your fucking hand on me, you know what I'm saying? In Orlando, Florida, recording artist Little Scrappy performed at a benefit show helping to raise money for Dr. Phillips High School. Police were on hand to provide security, and Little Scrappy would soon learn that no good deed goes unpunished. The event was the giving back to the kids, you know what I'm saying? It was a school auditorium, and when I was doing it, I was, I got them amped up when nobody 
on the floor at first. When I came up, that's when everybody rushed to the floor, and it, it got packed, like, suicidally packed. Like, I couldn't even see packed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, damn. I'm up there just doing my shit. You know what I'm saying? We go ahead, but blah, 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 Jump out in the crowd. What's a show if they can't touch you? Then you just uh, up in the air, The crowd was so amped up. They cut the music off. The cop took the mic, was talking to kids. One of my managers came up, they was like, instead of you trying to be a superstar, why don't you jump down there and help them kids down there? Told you back the mic, turns around, and just bumped up to my manager. You know what I'm saying? So we were like, hold on, that's some nigga shit. That's like some street fighting shit. Definitely all started like a hundred cops got on stage, man. He grabbed one of my producers, and hold on, ain't pushing like that. You can't do that, that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? I said, that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? He let him go, and he broke through the whole plan. pushed me off the stage. And when he did that, I lost it. You know what I'm saying? I lost it. I was ready to fight one of them. You know, I was like, well, I was on some real, let's fight the police type shit. I was like, you know what? Fuck the police. If I don't get no goddamn judges around this bitch, y'all motherfuckers gonna learn goddamn. They didn't wanna handle the situation. They wanted to handle the situation. Like, they wanted to fight us. They took out their cages, their guns, doing me like this, shut the fuck up and shit. And I told them, what you gonna do to me? You gonna shoot me in front of all these kids, and they see, and everybody see, I ain't did shit to you. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna fuck yourself up. And that's what they did. The Orlando Police Department claimed that Lou Scrappy was warned not to use profanity and was not allowed to remove his shirt. Officer Richard Bailey Jr. claimed that the men on the stage were attempting to invoke a riot response from the crowd. It was so humiliating the way. It went down. Lil Scrappy is now engaged in a lawsuit with the Orlando Police Department and arresting officer Richard Bailey Jr. and is seeking $250 million of compensation. Nigga, I'm my back hurt me. DJs have been around almost as long as hip-hop itself. But recently, mixtape DJs have taken this underground art to mainstream popularity. Mixtape, usually a blend of different artists and producers mixed together with a variety of different beats. Mixtape DJs have elevated the art by incorporating audio bits and sound design. The arrangement of the mixtape speaks to the personality of the DJ. As hip-hop comes full circle, Today's mixtape DJs have the power to break new artists as never before. But along with this newfound power comes responsibility.
DJs are the key thing in hip hop music. I take with the music and we give it to the people, we give it to the streets, and we bang out. You know, the artists bring the music to the DJ. We bust our ass, and you know, we out there on we out there on the front field working every day. We get the people, we get the music to the people. DJs were a medium, you know what I'm saying? Like even with the beef shit, you know what I mean? Like my, I don't have the beef a little flip, you know what I'm saying? But you know, Ti's my man, and I roll out with Ti, so you know what I mean? That's what I'm riding with. But at the same time, I am a medium to get it out. This is one DJ game. It's called. Uh... I'm gonna play the middleman between artists. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get your disc record, then I'm gonna let the next nigga hear what you said about him, and then he gonna get a disc record, and I'm gonna make money off of both of you motherfuckers. That's what DJs play. That's the, that's the DJ game of the day. And it's not a lot of them doing that. It's the ones, it's the new DJs uh, who really don't know what the fuck they're doing, who really don't know about the respect level in hip hop. And uh, those are DJs that uh, they're gonna get records shoved all, all in the asshole when we catch them. And they know who they are, man. So I don't even gotta, you know, I catch you at the after party, you know, doing your little thing, ever, ever punch you in your fucking mouth. Everybody in most of the mixtapes play street politics, so, and that's actually something you don't do in a mixtape game, you know what I mean? That's just something, that's a no-no. There have been lots of instances throughout, you know, time where it's like, you know, the artist was kind of taking matters in his own hands and, you know, went and beat down a DJ, you know, so it's definitely, you know, you're definitely worried. You know, when you're putting out some shit that you know you're not supposed to be putting out. An example of playing one side against the other happened when Young Buck asked T.I. and Ludacris, who were beefing at the time, to appear on the Straight Outta Cashville record on the track Stomp. Most people got in touch with my people. Yeah, and I did it. Luda heard the song, asked to get on it. But we would have went in there at the same time, and we had intentions on going at each other on the record. Then you'd have heard a different record. It was a little unfair because Luda got on the song after the T.I. verse was already laid down. You know, it was like, okay, I got this man. After the T.I. verse was already laid down. That was some real foul shit. You know, it was like, okay, I got this man on track. I'm going to go to this man and say, look, look how he's talking. To me. In other words, it wasn't no fair situation. That man didn't have enough time to respond to that man. The public doesn't know this, but you know, the reason why there's no response to the stop record or T.I.'s not on the album version is because Chris, Shaka, Jason, and T.I. sat down and squashed all that shit before that shit even hit the public. MCs have always boasted about their prowess on the mic. LL Cool J once proclaimed himself as the greatest MC ever, creating tension with Ice-T who took that pronouns personally. Fortunately, that beef was squashed by Africa Bambada and the Zulu Nation. Recently, one of Atlanta's premier MCs, T.I., has proclaimed himself King of the South. In a region known for its self-made millionaire MCs, some have taken issue. A lot of people have had objections to this whole King of the South thing. 
And most of this shit all stems from that. Most people and most artists is gonna rate themselves just what they is and how they feel in, in their heart. T.I. understand and feel he done did a bunch of work in this music industry, in these streets, and the, and, and the game here. He feel he done paid this dude. And you got to respect that. You gotta be a worthy king. You gotta be a humble king. You gotta be, you know what I'm saying? I'm willing to sit down and holler at anybody with some sense. L.L. say he's the greatest rapper. And niggas went in his head. Nobody wanted T.I. So he is the king of the South. I don't feel like I'm better than nobody else, but at the same time, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like I have a lot more talent and a lot more, a lot more of a, a lot more of a solid background than a lot of other people who get credit for a lot of shit that they ain't really do. And you let me know what movie you watched in the beginning of the movie. You seen the king, and at the end of the movie, he wasn't dead. photo shoot backstage and i see flip in new york when we were shooting the coke for the source i was late because i was getting my half rated or whatever you know what i mean so they let people come to my trailer i don't let no motherfuckers come to my trailer it's my hoish of him to let somebody just basically like take your space because i spent way more time we were smoking drinking kicking and chilling on the trailer me and my pop producer nick fury asked ti to do a verse on little flip's game over remix while at the photo shoot ti discussed doing his verse i had spoke to flip i had spoke to columbia just off of this man's merit because i know him and we cool he produced the song and he asked me to do a verse for him for the remix so i did I appreciate you, know, you did a verse, but hey, I didn't already did it, so I told him he couldn't be on the remix. And after that, he went to jail, he shot the cover over, he got out of jail, and I was on the cover, and it was jealousy, man. Soon after the store's photo shoot, T.I. was arrested for a parole violation for crack cocaine possession and would spend the next nine months in Fulton County Prison. T.I. was locked up. You know, early, early on in the year, he was locked up, so Flip was getting it. You know, Flip really was shining while he was, while T.I. did some time. The story goes, and you know what I mean? I say that because I wasn't there, but there's this event in Atlanta called Music Midtown. Flip was backstage with some girls around. One of them happened to be a friend to the girl. They were there, he was there. He, he trying to holler at him. I guess he trying to get him to cater to him because of his success or whatever. Flip was talking some shit, you know what I'm saying, about, you know, I'm the king of the South, or T.I. is this, T.I. is that, blah, blah, blah. So he like, ah, right, you gonna see, I'm running this, I'm running this, you gonna see, I'm running this, that dog. You know, the girl, you know what I mean, being who she was, said some shit to Flip, got him a little riled up. And he like, looking at his partner, I know, I know you ain't, I know you ain't talking about T.I. You know, giggling under his breath, whatever, whatever. All right, cool. They're like, yeah, this is what we talking about. Okay, we got, I got something for him. Just wait till I go and wait till I get on stage. So he went right to the stage and said, you know, who's the king of the South? Who's the king of the South? And everybody said T.I. The whole crowd screamed T.I. Flip said, fuck T.I. Tell T.I. I said, game over. And we dropped game over and do his show on that. This is all while I'm incarcerated. And these girls, like... Little does he know of friends with my girl. Like somebody said that they had it on video. 
He say he got the tape. Show the tape, nigga. You know why the tape ain't surfaced? Cause it's a fucking lie. This shit, I ain't finna go to no nigga town and disrespect nobody in that town. You feel that me? That's like lying. It's, 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 it's really, it's flabbergasting to me. At the Music Midtown Festival, some artists didn't show up. So promoters act through the flip to do more songs. I'm like, I, back out there. Just I did it, a couple dog. of new songs and I did one freestyle. And the hook, this how the and hook goes. Go from that say, point, that you moment, know my favorite rap is Tupac and B.I. But I write 24s just like T.I. I'm hopping out in chinchillas, you wearing Levi's. That's what I said. I never said fuck this nigga. And after and the fact, know, yo, I did the same freestyle well, when man. I had my access granted on BET it's for Sunshine video. You know my favorite rappers Tupac and B.I. But I ride 24s just like T.I. Yeah. 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 Same freestyle. To let motherfuckers know. If I would have dissed a nigga, why would I get a nigga a shot? You see what I'm saying? He's big liar. Habitual. The name is like the man. <laughs> I'm a man. Now, if I say something about you, I'm just If I'm a disrespect, you know what I mean? What the fuck am I doing to get time for? He say he got the tape. Show the tape. Put it on the internet. Show somebody. Because it don't exist. If I had a tape, I'd show that shit. He don't have the tape. While incarcerated, T.I. convinced prison officials to let him shoot a music video as part of a work release program. During the video shoot, another inmate escaped. Check this whole other incident. Tried to break out of jail, did break out of jail. I went through all the proper procedures and got approval from an employee over there. He, he said, All right, well, look, I, I want to make this happen for you, but let me get back with you. I got to ask somebody and, you know, get the okay first. They got to hit me back. I'm like, Yeah, it's cool. But when the when the escape took place, a lot of people said, Nah, and said, No, sorry. Many blamed T.I., but eventually prison officials concluded that the two events were unrelated. So, yeah, I got out, he was just like, shit, I got to, you know, motherfucker can't take my spot. Because a lot of people in Atlanta did fuck with Lil Flip. Well, the birthday bash is really where the impact started. T.I. wasn't on the bill for the show. He was the headliner, but he was a surprise guest. So we set up and everything, like, shit was over. I remember we was on stage, I set up the instant replay, and the crowd was just like, T.I., 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 so everybody knew it was coming. So we just started off with Welcome Back. We just brought Welcome Back right on. We pulled up. You know how you can kind of hear who on stage? Our DJ got up, you know what I mean? When, you know, when you get to the venue, your DJ gets up first and go get ready to set up. So I think word on got to, to the stage that Flip was there. Wasted no time. Like that was he was it. He was like, all right, fuck it. Wherever we at right now, we gonna go into this. Flip. I heard you was in the building. Yeah, 
ass out here. Bring your punk ass out here. Tell the people what you've been saying about me while I was gone. And then that's when he brought out pictures of Flip in the leprechaun suit, you know. A real Jay-Z Hot 97 move. Which was a good look. Like, you know, like, as far as entertaining, like, it was classic. The whole sound in the stadium just shut off. Oh, we was gonna get out and go up there, and they were like, man, you know what? Some go go down. Security, police, all these motherfuckers are like, hey, listen, they just shut this shit down. Now, if I'm at home and I do this, nigga, they ain't gonna cut the music off on me. When he was at home, and right after he dissed me, they cut the show. He sent his father to call me, like his father called me before they came. To, uh, to the birthday bash and was like, hey man, can we squash this? And you know, yada, 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 trying to, you know, just trying to, trying to mediate. So I was like, honestly, man, you didn't get him in this situation and I don't see how very well how you could get him out. You were not on the stage with this man when he was, when he was talking man, down. I'm for music, I mean, you definitely are aware of his every action and his every statement. So, I mean, that man need to stand up on his own, too. When I heard him in interviews, like, yeah, I was sitting my bed and just going to my bed. I just said him, I really He did that shit on his own because he my daddy. And he's from the streets. And he my daddy. You dig what I'm saying? So, ain't no nigga going to give a fuck about you more than a motherfucker that had you. You see what I'm saying? So when he put his name in there, like I sent him to go handle that shit, that's when I'm like, okay, you gonna disrespect my dad like it's a nice Then he went, he did a show, I think the next night or the night after, and I think he digitally imposed my head on top of a, on top of the Ethiopian's body. Okay, that's cool, but like, that's, that's fictional. This is, this is make believe what you're doing here. What I came with, this is the truth. Play, Dig what I'm saying? He went to London and did the Tim Westwood. You know, it was Pop saying, you know, he's 500,000, I'm a platinum artist, you're a gold artist, all that type shit. He went way over to the UK, way over the UK on a radio station, did an interview and a little freestyle. About me. First of all, I'm a Clover G veteran. And y'all already know who I'm better than. Y'all know T.I. came up with me. You a featherweight. You don't even weigh a buck 50. Nigga, you lucky my plane got delayed. Cause I would've knocked your punk ass off the stage. You a seven time feeling what you care about a case. Yeah, you got out of jail early cause you working with the state snitch. You a bitch. Right after that, I remember we sat down. I was like, yo, it's time to do the tape. Got Scarface on the phone. You know, Tim talked to Scarface. Scarface said, you know, I never seen this thing in the hood. Say he from your hood. You know, like, I ain't never seen that nigga over there, man. She know how to call a lane, you know, dirty red how to call a lane, man, but I ain't never seen this nigga before, man. <laughs> the nigga hiding behind you like he trying to put you against me saying, yeah, Who? man, you know, Scarface do king of the South. You know what I am. That shit's dirty to me, homie. You ain't never ever heard me say it. 
him and Scarface, the names he said was C-Note yeah, and D-Red. Yeah. That's D-Red, that's C-Note. Yeah. That's what they said. They said uh, C-Note and D-Red was the original motherfuckers, gangsters, hood, all that blah, 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 all other shit, you know the game, and who's the truly bonafide niggas that, that tipped you to get in contact with. All right? Well, these niggas are sitting right here. Okay. Thanks for the promotion. Y'all all heard that shit. All y'all got the mixtapes, y'all heard that shit. Well, the two niggas are sitting right here. I just want to state that, you know what I'm saying, he entitled to his opinion, and even if he don't want to be, to me, to my heart, you know what I'm saying, where I'm from and how I grew up and who I grew up listening to, See, he the king of the south to me. Yeah, and I'm from Houston. So who else would be the... You know what I mean? What the fuck? It's not a question of who the better MC. It's nothing about talent. It's nothing about... It's all right, man. Lyrical ability. It's nothing about that. Those are not the grounds for this altercation here. I didn't yeah, speak with the best of them. You know, I didn't fucking hear the tracks with Lucas, motherfucking Nelly, Mario Wine and Play. I can get on the track with anybody. This whole fucking album is about crap. It ain't about your jail record will make you your success in the rap game. The nigga went to jail for tickets. Because he ain't paid some tickets. Pistol charge, dope charge, dope charge, pistol charge. Tickets, man. You you ain't really from this hood. It wasn't my business to say, okay, you really can't rap for real and you had people writing your raps. It wasn't my business to say that you claiming you got this much money and really you don't even, you're not even receiving residuals from your own project. That wasn't my business to say that. But now you're going to speak on me. All right, cool. Now I'ma hold a mirror up. I'ma show you who you are. It's nothing to talk about a nigga, man. That's what we used to do in high school. Sit back and rank on the nigga. Talk about a nigga clothes and teeth or whatever. That's that's easy. Next time you speak on my kids, next time you holler about the snitch and all the other shit, I'ma see. In March 2005, T.I. was on tour promoting his album, Urban Legend. While in Houston, doing a radio promo and shooting a DVD, T.I. decided to head to Cloverland, host of exposing Flipper as a non-Cloverland resident. As T.I. pulled into this notoriously dangerous section of Houston, right behind was Little Flip. Clover G underboss you looking at a nigga who didn't took a bullet and wised up and learned how you treat motherfuckers and you looking at a nigga who never took a bullet been in jail didn't learn how to treat motherfuckers from keep going to jail and still go be ignorant soon after rap a lot ceo and power broker jay prince initiated a sit down where both sides squashed the beat when you get older, you mature, man. And I'm trying to sell records and enjoy my money, be around, not be looking for niggas trying to do this and all that. And whether I like it or he likes it or not, even though we have an issue with one another, we still working toward the same common goal. That's to put the South on the top. And that's that.
Just watching me, nigga. Got his eye focused on the motherfucking uh, chipping my motherfucking, head. Uh, watch me, nigga. Uh, show me what's up when I do something, big, big person. Or I do something. Every time they watch me, nigga. When they watch me, I'm not watching me. They watch me. The the feet, the odds. No, no, they don't do nothing like whatever. These bitch ass motherfuckers. These hoes sit back until something could be capitalized or something could be motherfucking uh, uh-huh. co-signed or whatever. I don't give a fuck or how they, they must be a uh-huh. how they do it to say that this is this and that and that and whatever. And they use the they racism, prejudice, or the fact that they can fuck me over as a justification of the bitch-ass gang stalkers or whatever. whatever. Let me show you like something. You I caught these hoes on you a couple days ago, right? I do some dumb shit, right? And I sit back and I watch, right? Then I sit back and then I don't do more shit. Then I sit back and I watch, right? All right, bit. Then I watch, right? Then I watch the cars that's not around. Then I watch the cars that is around, right? But then I know, like, the motherfucking, uh, little, little cross or whatever. I noticed whatever, on what, whatnot, whatever. But then when these motherfuckers came back, whatever, no, I pulled up yesterday, whatever. First thing I noticed, cars parked out stupid, whatever. And I see those across, you know what I'm saying? Everything is in the bitch ass Harris County, you know what I'm saying? Everything is in the Houston limits, city limits, whatever. And then if you go to like uh, Humble, whatever, whatever, it's really just like on another yeah. motherfucker playing with me. Like they got my razor or some okay. shit, like they been in my car or whatever. To, to trigger me on some August uh, 25th type of shit, 2020, so I can call the laws and shit, whatever. Then these bitch ass niggas are gonna say that, that I'm hearing shit, I'm gonna hallucinate him. Uh, 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 I'm, ha- I'm paranoid, schizophrenic, and whatever, so they can do whatever the fuck they got planned on doing, or how the fuck they do people in, and then justify it on their motherfucking, uh, uh, psych, you know what I'm talking about? So, it's just like... Alright, he's right here. Right he been through so much, so now that he's at his cracking point, his breaking point, whatever. So we gonna keep on doing dumb shit around or whatever, whatever. So we can capitalize off of whatever, whatever. And then like, like they try to run me over, right? But then they can't like say that I did that or I did anything to cause that, whatever, because I was in like oh, a sidewalk territory, whatever, whatever. But what the fuck the whole did with the paramedics came, whatever? They didn't even when the tow truck came, whatever. They never called the cops. The cops were never motherfucking notified in the motherfucking situation, you know what I'm talking about? Then you might like, what is you talking about? It's the principal, fool. It's the, uh, what's that, the, uh, March the damn second, whatever. Uh, when I was in San Cento, when I went to the, the barn unit, whatever, when they shook me down, whatever, whatever, woo-woo, they took my speaker, whatever, then I go upstairs and they accuse me of drinking some alcohol, whatever, then they come and find out that yesterday they just said that woo-woo-woo, but I know why they were saying why not, because they knew that I was going to ask about it, and they knew that I didn't have nothing in my system, fool. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want that to be up on my mind. They didn't want it to be like something that I'm going to just start talking about. Nah, bitch, I'm, I'm not going to say nothing was understood. Don't need to be don't need to be explained. You know what I'm saying? Because when even when I got my shit, whatever she say, we gonna see it until late in the evening. You know what I'm saying? And it gonna like whatever what to do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty much sure it was by three, not one, fool. 
But then she said that it was about one, but not three. But late in the evening, but when she said that, whatever, when I was at the Boost Mobile, whatever, late in the evening is not at one o'clock. Late in the evening is like at after three o'clock. You know what I'm talking about? Late in the evening is like four or five o'clock. You know what I'm saying? It might be even much to two o'clock. You know what I'm saying? But uh, late in the evening is not one. I bet. So motherfucker be like, All right, he ain't gonna come, he ain't gonna show, right? I show, right? Boom. Then, bitch, uh, what are over the start talking about how nigga had 10 unexcused absence for whatever, whatever, whatever. Then, nigga, as soon as I get my shit, whatever, they gonna try to take me off to motherfucking work, not do. But then the same motherfucking lord, the judge, I mean, my lawyer for CPS, the bitch telling me that what we what we talked about on whatnot, whatever, that I gotta go to the West Medot, you know what I'm talking about? So then I thought about it, like, okay, these bitches trying to kill me in the system now. Either gonna be like Corona or it's gonna be like Sandra Bland, you know what I'm saying? But now I'm noticing a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? I didn't contact a lot of lawyers, niggas, you know, I just signed a lot of papers, you know what I'm saying? They doing a lot of investigating, you know what I'm talking about? They doing a lot of checking around, you know what I'm saying? And the shit happened on Walmart property, you know what I'm talking about? So, it, it, yeah, they gonna have the fucking footage, bitch, you know what I'm saying? So they gonna show me walking through that hole that same night, they gonna show me walking, they gonna show me, they gonna show me, bro. They gonna let it be some dumb shit going on, like, around this motherfucking, whatever, then it's gonna be more bribery. Then it's gonna be more, more, uh, uh, blackmail, distrained debts and murders and shit like that. Like, uh, full house dude got hit in the head out of a sudden. And then I was talking about, uh, I was saying some shit that make a references to full house, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Michelle, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. But then I was like, talking about, like, you know, you got Dolphin passed or whatever. Then I remember, like, even when uh, Kobe Bryant passed or whatever, everything was like some pussy ass shit. Even when Aaliyah passed or some dumb shit, whatever, it's some shit that makes sense that it's R. Kelly, fool. You know what I'm saying? They killed that girl, fool. You know what I'm saying? Because she was already done with that nigga talking to Damien and Damien. You know what I'm saying? And then at the same time, motherfucker, uh, what's that nigga? The principal, that nigga, what's his name? Jay bagged out from Dane. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why he bagged out from Dane was because of that leader shit. You know what I'm saying? What is it but that down? A lot, lot of shit that goes down, like socialism. It's like West Side versus the East Side. That's so socialism right there. That man, nah, socialism shit killed Biggie and Tupac. It, it gave him uh, uh, green light. He got, got it. You know what I'm talking about? Pac was already a motherfucking target because he was born an activist, child of activists, and shit, Black Panthers and shit like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like uh, lieutenants and captains and majors and shit like that. Then he killed two off of duty cops and got away with it. You know, the white folks weren't playing with this man, man. They, they already did. The, 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 uh, the LAPD, man, they killed that boy, man. You know what I'm saying? The same motherfuckers that killed motherfucking Nipsey, though. The same motherfuckers that killed motherfucking Sandra Bland. Same motherfuckers that killed motherfucking Mo 3. Same motherfuckers who let a Snoop killer go double jeopardy. Same motherfuckers that playing around with Yellow Belly and, and Trap Girl, Trap Mo. The same motherfuckers in San Francisco, I get ran over by my, my speaker. They didn't say that I didn't uh, have uh, alcohol in my system. I didn't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Then she said, you want to do a UA yesterday? I said, no, nah, I'm doing it, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not really giving you any day. You know what I'm saying? I'm not stupid. 
So they was hoping, but they, they, when you assume, nigga, ass out yourself, not me, nigga. A-U-S-S, whatever the fuck you spell that whole ass shit. So I'ma stand for the motherfucking principle of the damn thugism. Now, a lot of shit, I got a lot, I, I'm still in dropping it. I got a lot of shit that I don't want drop the shit on the, the correct date. I wait weeks and later, later before I drop shit. So now, now these bitches, they gonna have to like come up with strategize another way. And that's why when I did my videos at the damn Herman Memorial, what the fuck they saying then, bitch? You know what I'm saying? Just like I did my live feed at the moment Facebook, what the fuck was they saying then? You know what I'm saying? Them bitches went saying a bitch ass thing. What they saying? Somebody was breaking me something, and that's how I was doing it. Whatever they did, my did my uh, I went to the motherfucking uh, my my doctor's appointment. They didn't find that in my 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 uh, system. On guard, another one in my system. So what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna worry about these bitches. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like I gotta say, when I fell off the roof, when I at, at uh, um, Northline, then I had that shit on my lip, you know what I'm saying? Then I had, I got hit by a car, fool. You do the math, fool. You know what I'm saying? Then you do a camera sh of me, of every situation I was at. do a camera situation, every feed that I was at, which they gonna do. And they gonna see a lot of fugazi shit happening after me and before me, fool. So I don't give a fuck what the fuck these bitches talking about. Only thing I can say is motherfucking give me my motherfucking, uh, my, my acres and my mule, fool. That's the only thing I can say, man. Give me my motherfucking money, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing about time, time, like money and time don't don't, don't go together. You know what I'm talking about? But it go together, but my, my, my time ain't for sale, my nigga, unless it's for sale. What's the motherfucking deal? This your boy, Sir Antho 3. It's motherfucking, uh, I want to say March the 5th. 22-2, you know what I'm saying? Coming live from Memorial Herman Medical Center. This ain't a segment, this more is a rant. So if anything wish to happen to me, if anything wish to go down on me, you better make sure you put these people on a very magnifying glass investigation because I've been hit by a car on, uh, I want to say, Friday morning, Friday morning, around about 4 o'clock, 8 a.m., off of Post Oak and West, uh, West, uh, uh, West Belford, and I ain't get to give up no police statement, I ain't get to do nothing like that, like that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm being rushed because I can't have no type of phone or any type of thing that give me access or into the outside world. Because I could, my phone could go out right now, and my phone could be lost, or everything could be lost and turn and turn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Anthony Joseph Albert, your boy Sir Antho Three, King of the Fucking Struggle, Fuck the Motherfucking World, Never Ending Drama. So I'm just gonna end this little so say with that. And like I say, from the beginning, the medium to the ending, and the other ones I got. When it rains, it pours. I'm out. Yo, 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 what's the motherfucking deal? your boy, so I throw three. Hustle. Fuck the world. He ain't got to sleep. Never in the drama. 
This is what they done. Today is uh March the 9th, 2023, at 11.53 a.m. This segment right here. Yeah, made whole long shit, whatever, whatever. Speaking on the fact that not going backwards, but we going forward. But tell us that love to around and be funny that they might think it's funny what they up to or how they harassing me or how they making me the center of attention and using comical as the main fucking uh, tool to exploit, you know what I'm saying? But let's just say it like this. Now, if it's African-American, Afro-American, or however the fuck you want to label yourself, not one time have you been given your acre and your mule, you know what I'm saying? Not one time have you probably ain't even much tried to see what tribe or where you didn't came from originally before you didn't came to America. I bet you not even once during uh, Ferguson, during Tennessee, doing any type of racial uh, disagreement, whatever, whatever, have you ever then spoke or accepted the fact that not only that you laughing at me, they laughing more at you than me. You see what I'm saying? So when you take your own own mind, your own sense, or your own ignorance amongst other fuck-ass niggas that don't give a fuck about nobody else but themselves, Long as I know, and I'm not going to speak of the Lord. I'm not going to speak of my brother Jesus. I'm not going to speak of nobody of flesh at all. I'm not going to do that. But I mean, like, there's not a flesh at all. But I'm going to do this right here. What matters to me is fairness and equal opportunities and equal rights, right? Boom, bam. We have the same fucking rights. We have the same opportunity. We have the same motherfucking factor and the same motherfucking dilemma. I don't give a fuck what you say. But at the same time, I bet you when I put on motherfucking the buzz, 95.5, or compared to 97.1, where they get them old callers with that old silly ass shit, compared to the commentary that the buzz give out, I'm going to say it like this. The buzz gonna teach motherfuckers to, to grow. They're gonna teach motherfuckers to be mature. They, it's a time to laugh. It's a time to be on that silly ass shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they not gonna take a motherfucking race, a person's sex, or you just this, this uh this uh this uh disagreement. <laughs> Uh, discrimination as a way of using it as a, a form of comment to be on some downing and slandering motherfucker because you want to uh, lower, you want to superior, or you want to feel superior yourself for whatever fuck-ass reason it is when you got shit going on in your own community right now as we speak. You got shit that's been unspoken on, that should be spoken up, up on or updated up on, ain't been updated up on, and you taking the time to, to update motherfuckers or shit your time, spend your time worrying about a motherfucker that's in the same barrel, but at the brim, why you pulling another nigga down, hoping that motherfucker pull me down, while the one that's looking down on us, looking at your dumb ass like, you a clown, boy. So with that being said, you funny guy, you know what I'm saying? It takes a lot of talk for me to understand my own damn self, you know what I'm saying? Now, 
I get it. When I'm looking at this shit, <laughs> I'm like, all right, bitch. <laughs> Nigga at 90, post up, he watching, he holding, you know what I'm saying? But it is somebody that's a reporter or somebody that's an undercover cop or somebody that's in the nature of believing that this going to be a, a, a important place or important woo-woo, so we're going to stick this nigga here because this shit is too uh, uh, neat. This shit right here is too organized. This shit right here is too uh, trying to be not uh, distractive, like motherfucking uh, Wendy's on motherfucking uh, 90 or right uh, going towards Blue Ridge or whatever, whatever, or you going in the motherfucking house. You know what I'm saying? They got microphones on their fucking dick, whatever. Like they talking to motherfucking, uh, talking to motherfucking whatever, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But then it's all about this right here. I remember watching something on motherfucking, uh, Ameri Discovery Channel. And they was, like, doing slavery, whatever, like, a motivational shit they was doing, whatever, for the per people to pick, whatever, to, to do it in a manufacturer or no give up or giving them hope, whatever, was preaching the Bible to them, right? But at the same time, the things that they were saying and how they was commentating the Bible at the same time, more as a tool been giving it down from one God to a master to obtain and control a slave of a person, bitch. So why in the fuck would I want to be taking that motherfucking Bible and living my black brown life through that motherfucking book? And that's that same book that gave me motherfucking false hope to the point where a motherfucker got lynched, raped, murdered, and today right now, not only that this shit is in my DNA, whatever, so fucked up, I am using this shit to black out the fact that these bitch ass niggas and did all the fuck up, fuck that shit that they didn't did, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, you can't do nothing else to me, my nigga. Like, but, like, come at me and watch me fight till, till I end it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to <laughs> You crazy, boy. But, um, uh, it's, it's funny, whatever, whatever, because as soon as you knock me down, whatever, whatever, that's when they're going to come and mop you down. You know what I'm saying? But what's so different between you and you and I? I'm pretty much sure they're going to give me a hand up before they give your dumb ass a hand up. And at the end of the day, that's, that's fucked up because that's when a decision is to be made. And I wouldn't want the hand. Not because of you bitch ass nigga. Because what all it took for me to get that hand on, I had to go through. So I, I, I wouldn't want it. But now with me actually on this shit, whatever, I can't do, it's almost over, bro, fuck. And they love it. We all not built the same. And I'm honestly, I'm jealous of that shit. I wish I had the heart and the mind to be whatever. I mean, one time I actually thought, like, maybe it's a motherfucking uh, task force or whatever, whatever, that want me to overcome and rebound, whatever, and they're doing everything they got so to keep me in track and keep me in line and whatever. And when they feel that I'm fine, whatever, whatever, they're going to use whatever tools that they got to make sure that I woo-woo. 
But then I actually thought about that, whatever. This ain't no movie, fool. And mental health is a motherfucker. No backfire, but weak niggas. I seen niggas hang themselves in penitentiary on guard. Cody. That nigga hung himself. We was in Alrad. What was it tell for? But he hung himself. I don't know why a nigga hung himself. What made him hang himself. But I remember a little redhead little boy used to walk through that hole, whatever, whatever. He killed somebody, whatever, whatever. I remember he just, I, I never had no conversation with him, whatever, whatever. But I remember when he hung himself from the thing he majigged. Then I told, asked myself, like, damn. You do have a choice to be here or not. And he took the choice not to be here and go ahead and go on to his next destination. And that's how he chose to do it. And I, it, it don't make him weak. It don't make him strong. It just, to me, fucked up that it had to come to that to him do that because he's in a position that he put himself in. That's crazy. So with me knowing this shit like that, whatever, whatever, if I can't handle something, whatever, whatever, that thing I'm gonna do is put myself in a predicament where I'm gonna have to do something that gonna not tickle, not excite. But make my opposition proud by doing something that they consider as weak and funny. So if they want to take my whatever and use it as comical or use it as a way to be like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to say, put that shit in draft, my nigga. I'm going to draft that bitch, nigga. Drift that bitch, nigga. Woo. I'm flying down the country road, nigga, no lights on, nigga. Trapping that bitch. Woo. Because I'm stupid as fuck. Because that's what somebody else taught me that was cool to do. If I had nuts. But not thinking of the fact that something could come at any given fucking time, man. Woo! And the only person that gonna have her explanation or opinion based and made, whatever. Don't give a fuck, don't matter. Cause I won't be around to know it, or know it, whatever. I won't give a nigga the satisfied, the certification, the, the granification, the fornication, the mathematication, mathematics. I don't know, fuck it nigga. In 2003, I didn't have no voodoo placed on me. I don't know what the fuck that shit was on the side of that fucking vent thing, whatever that I seen. That shit stank, fool. That shit was looking so horrible and weird, fool. And all I had to do was ask the person who politely put it in, hey, what is that? But I didn't. 
So I'm left to assume. And what about if that was something in good nature? What about if that was something that had no dealings with me at all? And I put that shit in my head. And I didn't manifest this shit into a fucking being. Like I know that that shit is true. Because if I never said a lot of shit, damn, I fixed my bed. Yeah. Motherfucker went came and poked that hoe in. If I would never said, man, these shorts right here, I got two, and these hoes are lit. One of them would never had motherfucking blue ink on them. If I would never said, I'm gonna get new ice box, I'm gonna. My icebox shit would never been stripped in the front. If I would never let my lights go out the way that they did, whatever, and I need that hot water, my faucet spout would never been pumped. If I never been on that home improvement shit talk, whatever, motherfucker never came and poked holes in my wall. If I would never put my rugs on the floor, whatever motherfucker never came in cracking my towel. If I never taught my how good my, my shit smell, I smell awesome, nigga wouldn't came up and sprayed all my shit out. If I went in this whole bumping and chilling so well, motherfucker never came and blow my speakers, my charge shit out. I remember when I was chilling, whatever, my shoes were stretched out loud, they were slipping on my feet. Maybe I wasn't popping my lighters so much, motherfucker, when they never took my lighters. No, my motherfucking cigars, if they knew that I didn't need, supposed to have them. Maybe if I went at the damn door talking about, I could count and see how much I can, budget I can make for a speaker, motherfucker would never knew to come in and take $20 of my money. Maybe if I went in here chilling so hard and, and, and uh, uh, audible, motherfucker would never fucking run my energy to the point where my shit is uncontrollably paid because no job. If I went in this whole jacking my dick to the fucking... We, on my phone, whatever motherfucker would never come and fuck with my phone, pour water, or deleting apps. Or try to jam up my shit through passcode scramble. If I would never said my truck had a motherfucking F50 fucking engine, whatever nigga would never fucked over my, 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 my motherfucking uh, expedition. If I would never talk about how I clean my shit, whatever nigga would, I was trying to sell it, motherfucker would never came and fucked up my poster. If I don't post pictures of my woman and my family, what like we be so motherfucking happy, motherfucker wants to be so motherfucking uh Lizane to destroy it and break it down. If it didn't seem like I had no motherfucking worries or no flaws or whatever, whatever, motherfucker wouldn't been so easy and enticed to make me have flaws and motherfucking shame to be something to be shamed of. By causing me something to be like, oh.
Maybe if I would never went to the Marriott, running behind that hole, and stayed put where we was up yonder, well, we still be a whole family right now. We roomed it and grow. Then time, then been lost. Shoulda, coulda, it woulda been dutter. Niggas say thug life, nigga. Maybe if that was the case, that's the reason they push me so I can thug life and get in the situation so they ain't have to see me so smiling and full of joy of life. Because they know I hate to be in the light behind bars. This nigga love pancakes so much, let's drop something in his pancake to make him feel ill, mad, whatever, so he can just drop that shit in the trash because he didn't tore up his sponge and his shit. Tagonize him and shit. Maybe if I would never left my ID and my food stamp card on my table, whatever, I went to Fiesta, motherfucker would never came in to throw my shit underneath the ice box to give me the motherfucking mind state of it's been stolen. And caused me to run it in circles, my nigga, to give him time to actually dispose of it. If I don't know fuck my baby mom without no rubber, I wouldn't have no kids to feel like I gotta go through all this suffering and fuck shit behind the get towards too. Maybe if I ain't had no poor motherfucking guardians or fucking with fuck whatever, I would never believe that the things that you love, you gotta endure pain and suffering for. Maybe if I wasn't black, I would have a better chance to succeed in life. After the pain. Maybe if Bill Clinton wasn't in the damn office getting his dick sucked. The presidential order would have been totally different and more intact and structured with the colonel and the chaos and shit and the woo 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 we have right now wouldn't exist. But he's still the blase blase president of the United States. My nigga like Trump is holding on to his presidency because he can't be bought and he speaks his mind. President Trump of 2004. Don't worry about that.